Welcome back. Another episode of the Expediting Change podcast, where we talked about knowledge without action is useless. This time I didn't swear in the intro, so you might like it. Some listeners might come back. I am so excited today because in my original podcast, I had a conversation with you all about I'm a stock dude, period. But then I got some real good friends who was hitting me up, text at the at the at the country club, at the private club, like Mari, you can't be out there dogging real estate. I said, why not? I had a horrible experience. I don't do real estate. They said, because I do real estate and you my man. So therefore I got some words for you. And I said, okay. I got it. Check it. But it's so many different ways you could do real estate, just like it's so many different ways you can do stocks. I'm going to bring a multitude of folks on who I personally trust and also that are doing big things in the game. So my guest that's coming on has been in the game, man, listen, for as long as I've known. Some people don't understand what it means to have to eat what you kill and kill what you eat. But this cat right here, he's been doing it for a brick. So we're going to get him on. We're going to talk about expediting change. And you already know, I'm going to ask him the question. Listen, theory without practice is don't make no sense. So at the end of this podcast, I'm going to put him on the hot seat and I'm going to say, yo, what are you doing for real people in real life right now? Let's get it. So welcome back. I'm going to allow my guy to introduce himself and we're going to get right into it. Because again, as you know, one of these goals is breaking down the, the wealth gap in America. Specifically today, we're going to be talking about real estate. So introduce yourself to the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Corey Hawk, uh, Senior Advisor with Marcus and Millichap. Uh, Marcus and Millichap is one of the largest commercial real estate firms, real estate investment firms in the country. I myself personally have been in the business just shy of 15 years. And I'm looking forward to uh, having a great conversation with you regarding real estate, brother. And he said, how old are you, Corey? I'll be 42 in June. So that's that's almost half his life. You hear what he said? 15, that's almost half his life. So he's been in the game yeah. almost half his life. So make sure you make sure you check in. Make sure you rewind this joint. So, Hawk, you already know how we get down, man. Right. We're going to have a real conversation. You were one of the ones that I was talking about when Let's I started go. talking about stocks. And you're like, Mary, listen, I know you can Absolutely. save some money here with stocks, but you can also do a 1031 exchange. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... First things first, because I know your type of real estate investment is very specific. So talk to the people about what type of real estate you do. So I primarily specialize in uh, multifamily housing. So we're going to call that anything above four units and up. Okay. So um, when you get a residential mortgage, you're going to really pretty much be buying anything three units and down or four units and down. You can put a a residential mortgage on a four unit. But once you get to a five unit, it automatically is classified as a commercial property. So mm -hmm. we'd, we'd probably be in that range from, uh, let's call it uh, five units to just shy of institutional. Institutional level is when you got, you know, banks and, and, and REITs buying, you know, bigger assets. So anything from the institutional, just below institutional level down, you know, something that, that I would specialize in in that space. I've also had a career in retail real estate. Mm -hmm. so. Uh, I've been able to uh, transact in the uh, bigger box retail with Walmarts and Walgreens mm -hmm. and Dollar General. So, you know, just a, a vast uh, amount of product over my career. So so it sounds to me, I'm, I'm going to break it down because y'all know I own real estate for me. Small, medium, large. Yeah. Right. So if I'm not a big fish in the game and have that much knowledge like you do, how do I jump in? What Like, what's the first step? Like, what do I do? I would always encourage, you know, individuals to just, you know, take a shot at a commercial property, whether it be mixed use retail or, uh, 
you know, a five or, you know, six unit apartment building. Okay. Um, because once you do your first deal, you're in the game. Okay. And, you know, and, and the game is unlimited. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I myself personally never graduated with a bachelor's degree and I've had a very successful career, mm-hmm. you know, throughout, you know, brokerage mm-hmm. and, and, and several other things um, because of real estate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you do your first deal, you're in the game. But yeah. but what's my shoe in though? Like let's say because we talk about the spectrum of finances, mm-hmm. right? So there's individuals who who struggling right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's COVID. It's crazy. How do I get in? Like like do I save my money and then I got to have one two three percent and some government programs? Like how do I get my first deal if I'm not the, the, if I don't just got bread? That's a great question. The beauty of real estate, I think, is that you know there's so many creative ways to make a deal mm-hmm. and. Um, people who are really tapped in with the lineage of their family most likely get their first property from an aunt, uncle, or a mm. relative. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, once you got title, now you got options. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, you have what you call equity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you don't have any debt on that, you have full equity. Mm-hmm. So now you have an opportunity to really create some wealth for yourself. So um, I would actually tell people to cl- talk to their closest friends and families and mm-hmm. find out who owns what mm-hmm. and if they're struggling with it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you have a, a true passion for real estate. <laughs> It's not easy for everybody to just walk into a bank and get a loan, right? Yep. Um, another route would be to tap into like uh, some CDFI lenders or. Uh, oh, you know. Wait. So two things we gotta go back <laughs> on. First, first you gotta tell the people you said have title. What does that mean? Have title. So title is you know ownership. Okay. Ownership to the property. Yep. So, so know, like the deed. The deed. Like and, grandma signed it over. Absolutely. Did a simple deed in my absolutely. name. Okay. But you could do a quick claim deed with a with a family member or, or, or individual who owns the property. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's recorded in a, you know, in a municipality, you know, mm-hmm. now you got title. Mm-hmm. And that title, you know, can change your life. So. And then the next thing you said, okay, so now how do I know that it's equity? So grandma gave me that property. And now how am I figuring out how do I have equity? And I'm not going to forget about the CDF because I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, we're going to we'll, we'll go, go, we'll go, go back from to that. title to equity. So, so now, equity would be I... uh, anything that you have uh, plus or minus uh, debt on the property. So, okay. you know, if grandma owns a house, there's no debt on it. It's free and clear title. You know, there's a market value to that asset. Mm-hmm. And wherever that market value, wherever an appraised, appraised value would come for that market value, that isn't then lies your equity. Okay. So you would have that much to leverage or and or to tap in to get some, some income out of. No doubt. So so how do I know? Because I go to grandma house, it's still got the plastic on the furniture, it's in the hood, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The grass is never cut. So that's a little scary for me, but it, it's a structure. So so what are you saying? Like how do I how do I say, okay, Hawk told me, Corey told me to go check with grandma's property. How do I really know that I want to yeah. get into this and not go get myself in some trouble? Yeah, there's several ways to really like understand where you get value from. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one would be you know getting an appraisal. Mm-hmm. You know that could be costly, but you know because I've had a long term career in, uh, in in representation, I believe mm-hmm. in agency. So I would highly advise you to tap in with a you know or a, a leading real estate agent in your market or you know somebody who is you know very. Um, knowledgeable in that space. No doubt. Yeah, so, for sure. so is an agent different than a broker? Because I hear both. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. can you, can you so tell a, us the difference? A, a broker is responsible for, um, you know, leading the, the firm or, mm-hmm. or, or leading the transaction. An agent works underneath the broker mm. until they earn the right to become a broker. So the broker is the plug. 
Could be. And I can't go straight to the it broker. I got to get an agent be. first. No, I mean, depends on your relationship with the plug. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Depends so we want to try and get to the broker, but we <laughs> may have to start an I agent. A, I actually have a junior who works for me at Marcus, and I, I don't talk to everybody, but no doubt. Know, when I need to, I definitely do. Okay. Sure. Respect. Respect. Sure. All right, so let's go back to the uh, the, the CDF. What, what is that? You, uh, a, CDF, right a CDFI is a Community Development Financial Institution. So, okay. Um, it's kind of a multi-layered, uh, I guess, response. But there are organizations that, you know, fund community development from a nonprofit space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these financial institutions are structured underneath these community development agencies mm-hmm. and allow these people to lend in not so rigid environments mm-hmm. so you go to a bank uh you know one a top tier bank it's going to be it's going to be kind of hell to get through there if mm-hmm. you don't have a certain amount of financial credentials mm-hmm. or uh, credit or mm-hmm. uh, a balance sheet so to mm-hmm. speak you know the cdfi may will lend to you with less requirements so okay. usually if you have a over a 600 credit score you know, you can have some, you know, a shallower balance sheet. You okay. Know, they'll, they'll tend to work with you and helping you get started and get you off the ground. Okay. And there's there's tons of them throughout the country. You know, they're sanctioned under, under you know, certain, you know, uh, uh, policy. Okay. So I've got my foot in the door. Grandma gave me the house. I got a little equity. Am I, am I buying this property, renovating it, and then selling it for bread? Or am I buying this property because you said small, medium, large? It might be yeah. three unit, it might be four unit, it might be five unit. Am I hitting? Am I hitting and holding? Like, what am I doing? And then give me your opinion on what you believe is best. Am I buying these joints and holding them, or am I buying these joints and flipping them? Well, I, I, I grew up playing Monopoly. <laughs> you grew up playing Monopoly. I did. I did. That's primarily the pro- whole reason why I'm probably in the real estate business. Monopoly is my favorite game. So, okay. You know, you want to win the game. Absolutely, right? the game is to trade up. Okay, so you always want to trade up. Okay, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of passion projects or people falling in love with a particular asset because mm-hmm. you miss opportunity that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always an opportunity to move up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you, you know, if you you find the right deal, you you know, you create value there. You take your chips off the table, much mm-hmm. like in the stock, right? Yeah. You buy you buy low, sell high, right? Absolutely. Same deal. So Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, in the real estate business, it you know, works the same way. It's just a you know, different set of economic supply. So it scares people away sometimes when you start talking about buying it, holding, and dealing with tenants, property managers, and things of that nature. So just, just how do you feel about that? You know, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh oh, you know, uh-oh. unfortunately, I, I, I've happened to seen the, you know, the high, low, and the, the good, bad, and ugly in that space. In yeah. fact, I met with a guy a few weeks ago in Southeast. He exchanged out of a, a property in Northwest and mm-hmm. bought in the Southeast because he, you know, was anticipating, you know, speculating the, the ride of a high, mm-hmm. and the high never came. Mm. And now, he, you know, he's not a real estate person, so mm-hmm. now he's having a nightmare with management. Mm. Uh, management can make or break your, you know, make or break the success of your property. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if you, you have a good relationship with your tenants and, uh, you know, you let your tenants know that you, you know, you care about your property, mm-hmm. they, they generally tend to reciprocate, um, you know, but... That, that's the wild card in the real no estate doubt. business. No doubt. I, res- I, would, I, would, I would earnestly say that's the wild card in the real estate business. I respect that, honestly. So so then if I look at the other side to the coin, so that's like people who are living there. So mm-hmm. you mentioned like you're in a space with like Walmarts and commercials. So if I say, you know what, I want to go after like CVS, Family Dollar, Dollar General. 
how do I get my foot in that game? Now that's a that's a what they call passive product, a passive management product. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I, actually, prior to moving to DC, I was in that space in Atlanta, and I watched some guys do some amazing things that I wasn't even aware of prior mm-hmm. to getting in that space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of the you know commercial retail space, you mm-hmm. know, especially if it's got the right guarantees or you know the right good fun the right fundamentals behind it, which mm-hmm. is location, low rent, mm-hmm. and upside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the triple net lease space is, you know, very, there's a lot of power in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically that's structured out when you get a corporate guaranteed uh, product, you, you're going to get something that has a, you know, strong term, which mm-hmm. would be the amount of time the tenant is committed mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a, a good rent, which mm-hmm. is what, what's going to come back to you. But your nets are going to be where your, where your real strength is, because if it's truly netted, it's going to be all passive. So you're just going to be, Collecting a check. You mean Bahamas Collecting a check. Waiting on your check in Collecting the mailbox. <laughs> I like yeah, that. So that's a great space. Um, typically, you don't see a lot of new investors going into that space because yeah. there is some risk involved. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's a thing with the, uh, are you familiar with cap rates? Mm-mm. So cap rates is where you get your- I aim. am, but for the show, I said no, so <laughs> Hot can explain. Right. So cap <laughs> rates is where you're going to get your, uh, your, your, typically your annual analysis of how your property is going to perform, mm-hmm. right? So- in that space, tap, cap rates are a little tighter. So you're mm-hmm. going to see properties trading in that space, you know, in a, say, call it four to four to six, seven range. Mm-hmm. And, and typically the way cap rates work is that the lower the cap rate, you know, the higher the value, mm-hmm. the higher the cap rate, the lower mm-hmm. the value. So. so so, how do you, so I call it non-traditional, but you might call it something different. So you got the houses, I might buy a single, a double, triple, et cetera or an apartment building. We talked about like the Walmart or CVS Dollar General. But what about what I call like non-traditional, I want to buy a restaurant or a laundromat or a car wash. Talk to me about that play. So, you know, I would say uh, the value I've had it throughout my career is where I started in Buffalo was uh, with a firm called Hastings Cone. And at mm-hmm. the time, man, I met this guy. It was amazing. I, I had a, a, a small banking career, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get into real estate business. And uh, I called this guy out the business first. He was he had a top, you know, top five ranked firm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, man, I don't want no money, no leads. I just want to come in and learn." He said, I "Come in on Monday." I had a five minute conversation okay. with him. Reaching out, taking said, an opportunity, uh, just reaching out. Yeah, man. He said, "You can start. You can sit right there. You can start on Monday." Mm-hmm. I sat there for like ten years, and I literally got an opportunity to learn how to pretty much construct any deal from mm-hmm. leasing to office space to warehouse to mm-hmm. you know, working with consumer businesses to, mm-hmm. you know, I actually put the first Dollar General on the east side of Buffalo nice. on uh, Genesee and uh, Genesee and Best. That was mm-hmm. the, that was my first exposure to a triple net lease. Mm-hmm. Had I known that I was going to do what I did 10 years later, I was like, wow, you know, but uh, having that experience allowed me to understand how to work with consumers. So when yep. you say like buying a, a restaurant or a, or a small business per mm-hmm. se, that's a great opportunity because mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, like, and we're probably seeing it, seeing it like the end of that generation now where the baby boomers are kind of phasing out of like mm-hmm. the retirement phase and are really actually retired. But, you know, five, 10 years ago, you could have bought like a really profitable business that had real estate, mm-hmm. inventory, mm-hmm. and cash flow mm-hmm. and really did well with that, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, there was a time where people weren't as savvy with 
you know, leases and sell lease back mm -hmm. and, you know, other ways to, to raise capital to yep. keep your businesses going. So yep. I'm a big believer in buying an operation, especially if real estate is, yep. is attached to it, yep. you know, for sure. It's yeah. already functioning. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I read an article a couple weeks, last week, uh, Tony's Ranch House in yeah. Buffalo was closing. I was disappointed. It broke my heart because I actually yeah. sold that. Yeah. I sold that to the guy who owns the real estate. Yeah. And he was going to operate the business and he ended up selling the business off. But he, it's still a win for him because he's still on the real estate. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like, so he it, sold? Well, he sold, the, he sold the restaurant component and then the new operator... Unfortunately, was you know a victim of the pandemic and mm. you know couldn't really survive the pandemic, so she's she's shutting down. And I think Tony's Ranch House, when I sold the property, had been operating for thirty five years. Yeah, I, I grew maybe up, longer, I, maybe I fifty, right maybe longer, maybe longer. I mean, right. like these people were like, yeah, they had the end, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> late seventies. Yeah. You know, like man, we got to get out of this. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would love to sell this to somebody who keep it going. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to transact that and. That's uh, dope. It's just unfortunate to see it closed, but long story short, in buying the real estate, got the inventory, got mm -hmm. the, got, in buying the business, got the real estate, the mm -hmm. inventory, the cash flow, and now that the business is closed, he still has a value because mm -hmm. he has the real estate. Has some of the best Texas hats in the yeah. world. Yeah, it's on a great corner. World. I mean, going back to real estate fundamentals, it's in a great corner, yep. you know, four-way corner, yep. traffic light. Main street. Yeah, so real Probably estate fundamentals. Yeah. million-dollar properties. Yeah, so real estate fundamentals still applies. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. absolutely. So, the, so, so give me your why on real estate, but give me your why with the caveat on real estate versus investing in the stock market. We know we can do both. You know what I mean? We can diversify, but tell me your why real estate over investing in the stock market. Um. That's a good question. I, I would say, you know, and I'm biased, you know, obviously I've been yeah. in real estate as long as I have, but prior to getting in real estate, like I said, I had a, a short banking career and I wanted to go into investment banking. Mm -hmm. um, it just wasn't an option or an avenue to me in, in Buffalo at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in real estate because of the, the tangible nature of mm -hmm. it, right? So like, it's physical. Yeah. I always see it. One of my boys, he like going crazy in Bitcoin. God bless him. I don't know shit about it. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not like gun ho to go get in Bitcoin because no I'm like, huh? you know, but I know real estate, you no know doubt. what I'm saying? So, and it's tangible. I can no see doubt. it, you know, even when it zeroes out, it usually, there's usually a, a, a value that comes behind it. Yep. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just a big, big fan of, you know, being able to, you know, produce results with, yeah. with, with, with that space. Um, I've also seen some amazing things happen in real estate. And mm -hmm. not to say I haven't seen amazing things happen in, in, the, in the equities business or the bonds business, but you know, I'm just comfortable in my space. No doubt. No, I think you said something key that I want to tease out, which is one of my rules about investing, period, but definitely investing in the stock market. If I can't explain it, then I don't invest in it, yeah. period. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I mean? So whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, whether it's bonds, Whatever it might be, make yeah. sure you learn the game. Now, that don't mean that you have to know the entire game. Like we just talked about, we, we just talked about investing in single units, investing in Walmart, investing in, in Dollar Generals, investing in, um, what do we talk about with the, 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 the laundromat? So you don't necessarily have to know all those, but yeah. become an expert, become knowledgeable in exactly what you want to invest in. Um, the, the, the next question hot that I'm going to ask you is this. Um, you already know me. You know my style. You know how, how we rock. I wouldn't um, agree if I wouldn't agree to come on if it wasn't fair game. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I need to know what you are doing right now today for real people 
right now in real life because a lot of people talk. Man, you, you know, you done been from Buff to Atlanta, um, DC. You've been you've been moving around. And yes, absolutely. there's people out here who who need help, man. So right. talk to me about what you're doing to expedite change. Absolutely. So. You know, one of the one of the first things I'm doing now is, you know, since joining Marcus and Millichap, I'm running a team that's, uh, you know, done over a billion dollars in transactions here mm. in DMV. We got a couple juniors starting, so I'm, you know, mentoring and, you know, mm -hmm. giving them knowledge, you know, on the roads, so I can get to my next promotion as well. No doubt. You know, um, the second thing is, I'm next first week of March, so next week, not this week, next week, yeah. I'll be closing on uh, my first development site in mm -hmm. Buffalo. Nice. Um, it's significant to me because it's not the one on the fire dog. No, no. <laughs> but 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 you get the it's information. You get the information. Right, right. Uh, it's significant to me because you know Buffalo is is home, right? Yeah, and that's where I started my career, and I've all you know I got in the real estate business to become a developer. I think mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we can have another segment on that. Like everyone, you know, hears the the term developer and thinks yeah. it thinks is one thing, but you know, people who are actually in the space and go ahead, spit it. We got time. Know, we <laughs> need a lot more time. So uh, it just just take away the myths of what a developer is. I mean, think people think developers are rich mm -hmm. and, and always have um, uh, unlimited resources mm -hmm. to actually put a project together. Mm -hmm. And really, that's not the, the truth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's it, a lot that goes into deal structuring. There's a lot that goes into capturing that asset. There's a mm -hmm. lot that goes into raising that capital. And a lot of times the developers the main person at risk. Mm -hmm. You know, he's putting his personal guarantee up. Mm -hmm. In some cases, he may have, you know, assets, you know, that, that are at risk mm -hmm. to make that project happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm closing on my first development project in Buffalo um, nice. the first week of March. We're going to be Congrats. doing a, uh, thank you, we're going to be doing a mixed-use property on um, Jefferson Avenue, which is, you know, a, an intensified revitalization area in, mm -hmm. in the city. Um, I don't, don't want to go too much into it, but in terms of community contribution, yeah. I'm, I'm raising a portion of equity through a crowdfund structure. Um, and the reason why I'm doing that is because I feel like there's a tremendous amount of momentum in, in Buffalo and, mm -hmm. and things are happening and that the larger body of the community has been locked out from the, the process of making money. Absolutely. So, you know. And that, that that's global. Yeah. That's global. Buffalo yeah. is home, yeah. but that's yeah. happening Absolutely. everywhere. So, you know, there's been opportunities and there are opportunities for, you know, for us as a community to participate yep. in, in the revitalization of our community and and get some equity out of it. No so I want to, you know, I want to take the lead and, you know, kind of create the opportunity for us to kind of get involved in that space on that side. So. That's dope. So anybody interested in jumping into real estate, like right now, talk to the people and tell them what they should do. Uh, I would actually say go get your license, man. It don't hurt. It changed my life. Five hundred dollars, best five hundred dollars I ever spent in my life. And tell exactly what license, real estate license. Real estate license, yeah, man. That's five hundred dollars I ever spent in my life. And you know, I know people who only do residential, and they're extremely successful. I mm -hmm. know people who have, you know, I seen a guy. This is a true story. I seen a guy. He made no money in two thousand eighteen. He's on the phone every day, banking, 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 banking. So his product type was gas stations named Josh Kim, Sands Investment Group. You go look him up. No money, zero dollars. Went to the office every day, banging, banging, banging. The very next year, gross, 2.1 million in commission. Jeez. 
Jeez. I seen it with my own eyes. I seen it with my own eyes, bro. I seen it with my own eyes, man. So, you know, real estate can change your life no in, in a multitude and of ways. And you got to keep at it. That, yeah. that means yeah. you got to keep at it. You got to add some grit. It's yep. hard. It's hard. Yep. It's the hardest thing I ever did. But it's also like a drug, you know. It's like, you, you <laughs> know, sometimes you get that high and then sometimes you get that low. Yeah. And then, you you know, sometimes you get on a real it's low. It's the chase. Yeah. yeah, it's the chase. And then you get another hit and you be like, all right, I'm, I'm back good. in this thing. I'm back in this thing. I'm back in this thing. That's what I'm talking Listening about. Listening to Rick James the whole way, man. All the way. The whole way, man. The whole way. <laughs> so listen, this is my man, Corey Hodge, who is man. doing crazy good things, big things in the real estate game. Y'all already know I'm a stock guy, but expediting change is not about me. It's about you, right? So every single time you tune in, you're going to hear something, some nuggets that you could potentially listen to, get right down. And the biggest thing is to not just listen to us talk. It's to reach out and holler at us or just hit up Uncle Google. So you hear something on this podcast, check with Google, start doing the research, write down the steps, and then just go do it. No longer can we sit on the sidelines and not get to the bag. We need to enact change now. I like to order something today and get it yesterday. And a part of that order is getting to the bag. So if you're interested in real estate, you want to give them your contact information to reach out? Yeah, you can reach me, um, Corey, C-O-R-Y, period, Hawk, H-A-Q-Q, at Marcus Milchap, M-I-L-L-I-C-H-A-P.com. Uh, I want to give a whole lot. You ain't yeah, got to give, give, give yourself that. Man. Man. Nah, you got to give it I'm, I'm not hard to find, man. This has been Expediting Change. We appreciate you. Stay tuned. Much love. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Hawk. You know it. All right. Yeah, definitely. So the goal is to break the generational wealth gap. We already know that there is a huge difference between how we invest in real estate and the stock market and how our counterparts do. So Corey just hit you with some crazy good plugs. Make sure you check in with him. Make sure you check in with me. Make sure you hit up Uncle Google and you find out how you can get your foot in the door to start getting invested in real estate. And you already know to take a little piece of those earnings and then dump them from that real estate to the stock market. If I'm keeping it a stack, I actually started with real estate first. I got my first house, which was a two unit, and then I got a three unit, and then I took that money and I flipped it and I put it in the stock market and I haven't looked back. So I absolutely don't have any beef with the real estate market. I just want you to get to the bag expeditiously. This is expediting change. Let's go.